what's really written on the back of the Declaration of Independence? Martha Washington's Chili Recipe. I'm Justin. Knights Templar? More like Knights Templar? Huh. I'm Sam. The dog tripped me and I fell down the fucking stairs this week. Last week I had a burnt thumb. This week, falling down the stairs have bruised my ass really bad. And this is National Treasure on Stinker Madness. Oh, and I'm Jackie. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rides, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Bruise Ass. Uh, This week on the show, uh, we wrap up our Templar trilogy, starting with, uh, uh, fuck, I can't even remember, Outcast and Templar Nation, and now ending with National Treasure, probably the biggest budget and maybe biggest box office success we've ever done on the podcast. So we will get right into that. Uh, If you want to check this out before you listen to the podcast, it is currently streaming on Disney Plus as it will forever be because I didn't even realize it was a Disney movie. But go ahead, Sam. What's the story with this movie? Well, it's really a question more than anything. Why isn't there a National Treasure 3? Oh, I know. (laughs) Isn't it like there's a map? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a map to the alien treasure on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Or wait, no. The Constitution? Constitution? Yeah. Something like that. It's whatever. Yeah. I don't don't know exactly, but the end of National Treasure 2, I kind of remember being, get ready for National Treasure 3, and then there was no National Treasure 3. Together, the two movies made like eight hundred million yeah, against like two two hundred and thirty million. And I'm assuming uh, this that's one, domestic numbers that you're talking about. Uh, that's worldwide. So the domestically, yeah. though, this one did uh, like four hundred against one hundred, or three hundred and fifty against one hundred. Mm. Okay, one hundred's not bad. I figured a bigger budget than that. So definitely not our biggest budget, but up there for biggest box office successes. However, this is two thousand four right in the sweetheart of the DVD market. So I guarantee you this thing cleaned up when it came to buying discs at Walmart. Yeah, this thing cleaned up. This was one of the last, you know, blockbuster cleanups. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually, I think, the most interesting thing about it, rather than just kind of rattling off who's in it or, you know, it's Bruckheimer. This is our second Bruckheimer, I think, because we did uh, Armageddon. Conair. Which was more expensive and more, uh, we did Con Air. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a man crush on Nicolas Cage? Yeah, well, this is like the 20th Nicolas Cage movie. But yes, we sure. did Con Air and we did Armageddon. We didn't do The Rock. That's the other big stinker with him and Cage uh, that people seem to think is good. But yeah, you know, Con Air was actually Bruckheimer's. I think that's how he he did that with Touchstone. And that's when he started with Disney, basically. Okay. And then he does 22 pictures with Disney, makes $9 billion. Yikes. 
and then they parted company in 2014, and there's still no National Treasure 3. Right? They're talking about National Treasure 3, and I guess this is how difficult Disney is to work with, is that they argue with the goose that lays the golden egg. Mm. Because he's done several scripts for National Treasure 3. Turtle Top was on board for a while. I don't know if he still is the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cage, of course. But Disney's like, oh, we're not really happy with the direction. Like, what What do you need here? Yeah. What exactly? Like, this guy, his movies are crap. Mm-hmm. And they make money. That's what you want. How can you be so difficult that you can't even get exactly what you want? Yeah, I mean, like, people aren't even arguing with Roland Emmerich. And his movies are seriously getting worse each time. And he's still shitting them out because they keep filling up butts and seats. So just, yeah, let Bruckheimer be Bruckheimer. It's not going to be good, he, guys. Well, you know, he's he's back with uh, Columbia and I think Paramount. Mm-hmm. So he's still doing his thing. He's just not doing the Disney big budget. There's somebody else in that chair that wants National Treasure from him. I'm thinking that's yeah. exactly where it's at. And then they can make their stamp on national treasure and it's like this is a shit franchise people seem to love it the Russo like there brothers. are fans of national treasure out there i used to have work this uh, junior designer that worked with me she one time i just sort of mentioned in passing national treasure and she freaked out about why there's no national treasure three and started <laughs> like the history of it and uh-huh. you go to the wikipedia on national treasure film they've got like the family tree, like all of Jesus. the fake bullshit is like, it's not Star Wars Wikipedia's page, but you're looking at it like people love it. It made money. How is there not a third one? How is there not a third one? Right. But supposedly they're trying another script right now and National Treasure 3 may be on the way. I mean, they like right in this area, too. We also had that Dan Brown shit with the with the Tom Hanks and the the Opie from Happy Days and uh, yeah. people loved that shit. And I mean, they, they got America's dad to be in that movie franchise twice, maybe three odd, times. I don't know. I lost track. Odd that you would mention that film, because originally when I wanted to do this, I wanted to run National Treasure back to back with the Da Vinci Code. But I'm glad we didn't because the Da Vinci Code is really boring. It's really boring and, and sucks. It's it sucks bad. really boring. This is a lot more fun. Right. It is total crap. Um Caleb I thought the plot Fischanel was out pretty this. good, like well, the let, treasure plot. Yeah, let's let's get into that here in a little while. Let's uh, let's let Sam wrap up uh, his very riveting tale of uh, movies that we aren't watching. Movies that we aren't watching uh, about this film. When you're, it, did you notice when you're watching that this is sort of like a this is a it's come to a head with the Hollywood system and everything like this is just put it all in there. What do you mean? It's like, this is one of those sort of moments when the Hollywood system has come to a point where they know how to make a movie as non-creatively as possible. Mm -hmm. And it involves, these scenarios more than actual plot. Like you ah. need to have this much special effects, this much compositing. I don't know if you noticed this or not. It didn't seem like there's a lot of digital work in this. There's a shitload of digital work. Oh, yeah. Like 
the monument, uh, the Washington Monument pool was empty, so they added water afterwards. The they they touched up everything. This has got soundstage. It's got a, you're going on a tour of New England in location shooting, mm-hmm. and then there's huge set pieces that involve digital brush ups and additives and things like that. And there's stunts. There's all of it. And beyond that, the thing I really noticed about this is that it's not just a sort of a dead end with the technology, like Disney's using everything they can to make this movie, and it's a butts in seats. You put it in this block, doesn't matter, it's going to sell. Right. Uh, it's also like the Arkov formula is still there, but they've added the Arkov formula in specifically here to make sure that they really do have everything for everyone in this movie. Uh, I'm going to pause have- right there because I don't know what you're talking about. What's the archive theory? The archive formula is podcast. Can you <laughs> We've gone yeah, over this like I, 20 times, 20 times. So you sell it. You're you're targeting the movie for a 19 year old male because he's going to bring his girlfriend and his little brother. That's the archive formula on screen. We have the 19 year old male wants to be Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. He's got a girlfriend that mm-hmm. your girlfriend will want to be. And if your little brother showed up, he would want to be the Justin, uh, what the Geely guy. He might want to go to the Baywatch. Right. Okay. What? What? So it's, I just, when I see this, I see more crap that's ever been put into one burrito than ever. Like maybe they've done it. Maybe they've done more of the safe plays all at once in one movie, but I just can't think of one that is every producer's safe play jammed into one goddamn picture. Yeah. Uh, What about Space Jams? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing about Space Jam was safe, Jackie. The whole thing was a goddamn risk. (laughs) And it... Didn't and, and didn't have the reward. Had that sweet uh, song though. <laughs> Welcome to the Space Jam. What? <laughs> this one didn't have any sweet music. Okay, yeah, I guess which isn't safe because safe yeah. or music. Everybody has different musical tastes, so you can't be safe with that. So that's why you don't do it. Oh, okay. And the uh, you know evidence as to this being a let's do it all. They had nine writers all together. Doing the script. They had uh, night writer time. doing the script. Nine, nine writers worked on this yeah. script at various points. That's too bad. It probably would have been a better product if Hasselhoff had wrote it. Yeah. It <laughs> might have been exactly the same. There would have been more it jumping took, cars. It, could, it took nine writers to write all different things in chaotic ways so that it seemed like Hasselhoff wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> One man can make a difference. And beyond the you know the script process of making these shit movies, uh, the original cut was four hours long. Jesus, that's so they went ahead and cut half the movie. Well, yeah, and and it shows because there's some sequences that are like, what, what the hell just happened? When did that take place? But uh, man, that's that's too fucking much. When you've got four hours of script to work with and yes i understand that a lot of it's probably action sequences that they were like eh uh maybe make the first one like maybe make this whole thing a trilogy and and you know like cliffhanger it's it's back to the future two we know you're coming back for back to the future three so sit down and and shut up at the end of this thing I think that you know we talked about this with Armageddon being 27 hours long and they shot a million feet of film and they got 
the Corbell champagne was all they're allowed for the rap party because they spent too much money. Right. It's Brockheimer. Yeah. This is his process. Yeah. He just give me as much as you can give me for this much money. And then I'm going to let the editor go ham on this fucking thing. Whereas Michael Bay is the opposite. He's like, give me as much as you can. And then I'm going to put more action in it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why they match perfectly together, because Bay will listen to him and shoot too much of everything and do too much of everything. And he's already got it planned that without the editor going ham, none of it's going to make any sense. Right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else there, Sam? Not really. I'll just, I mean, we could, the cast is, we'll just mention them as we show up because that's more fun because that's how the movie works is like, wait, what's this guy doing here? Oh, now him? Oh, oh her. Oh, hey, look at that. Oh, yeah. Um, Jackie, let's cut to you. Let's talk about what you always want to talk about. Nick Cage's hair. I thought he had a wig on the first time we see him in this film when mm-hmm. he's in the snowplow. And I asked Justin, I'm like, is that a wig? Because it seemed very, uh, very foofy. Like, uh, like it had volume and, it, mm. you know, like didn't have the, it wasn't as back as far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, oh, you mean the hairline? Yeah. Yeah. But then you were like, no, that's his hair. And I also want to talk about the dad's hair. Well, let me, let me, we're, we're not done with Nicolas Cage's hair right now. Uh, let me also say this, that this, since this is 2004, this is basically about as butts and seats as Nicolas Cage got at this point. He was doing a lot of movies in a lot of theaters. Now, yeah. I, I mean, he's still doing a lot of movies, but they're all DTV. Uh, so I'm thinking like this was right at the same time as like, uh, uh, what the hell is the eight millimeter, uh, snake eyes, all, all those movies where he's got really cropped shaved hair almost. And he yeah. does have the extreme hairline. So it's not just the fault that he went bald. It's also that he's all over the fucking place. And so sometimes you just got to wear a tube. So I don't, I don't fault him for wearing a tube here. Oh, I didn't think that was a tube. Yeah, I think it's a tube. Sam? I think he's got some help. I don't think that it's all him. I think he's got a little extra, and it seems like it shows up in a couple of shots. Like, that just looks a little funky. He's, he's cage-enhanced. Yeah, so whatever, like extensions or something like that. Cage plus. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right, so you want to talk about... Uh, uh, John Voight's hair? Yeah, the first time we see him. What the fuck? Who picked out that wig for that guy? Well, who picked out that's John not, Voight's face? Yeah, that's John Voight's hair. Yeah. What? That's not a wig. He's He's got weird hair. Yeah. He's a weird looking guy. The whole thing's a problem. <laughs> see, and I thought when we got to the Lord of the Rings guy, who is... Lord of the Rings guy? Sean Bean. Oh, Sean, Sean Bean. Bean. Oh, yeah. Right? I always forget because he's just, you know, very um, important character, but dies. You yeah, can't... he's the die character. He doesn't die in this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... Spoiler but he kind of seemed like he was borrowing the same wig. Oh, from uh, John Voight? Yeah, like they both have these <laughs> fucked up haircuts. No, that's that's his hair too. I think he was he trying has to that go same for... hair as Boromir. Yeah, yeah oh. exactly. That's like that's like what when they don't cut his hair specifically for the role. That's the Sean Bean you get. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, his hair doesn't grow very fast, so he's like, I know at some point I'm going to be Ned Stark. I should probably look like a Northerner. I'm just prepping for it way ahead in advance. Other than that, I have no more hair comments. Okay. All right. How about uh, Diane Kruger? Uh, What the hell ever happened to Diane Kruger? She still does stuff. Okay. Such as? I mean, she's, 
Well, I think the biggest thing that she did after this was probably Inglorious Bastards. Mm, yeah. Uh, and other than that, I mean, she's she's in movies. She usually does two or three a year. It's just you don't watch them. Yeah, they're all uh, on Cinemax. Emmanuel Part Ten. I don't think she. I don't think she did, did the topless thing more than a couple times. I thought she. That's where she was from. I thought she was a, a French, uh, you know, hot and heavy actress. I just I lost thought she you. was German. Her character's German. Oh, Saxon German is actually her nationality. That's just a fun thing they did. There's a lot of fun nine writers, people ad libbing, doing whatever, shooting a million things. She just put her real race in that scene. Mm. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then like the divers watch thing. Mm hmm. That's a $10,000 watch that he leaves collateral for a $100 bill later. Jerry Bruckheimer probably thought that was really funny because he has that watch, and then he's the only fucking person. Right. And I was like, that's dumb. Why is that even in there? Well, and I knew that that was an expensive watch, right? Because I've seen one. I, I had a friend who had one, and they were so fucking proud of it, and they never let you forget about how expensive this fucking watch was and all the cool things it could do, and if you're lost in the ocean, they could find you with this tracking device and blah, 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 and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude, you live in Boise. Yeah, I'm like, you don't even <laughs> live near an ocean, you butt fuck. They're like fake boobs. Once you get them, you got to show everybody. Yeah, and so I knew what that watch was, and I was like, oh, my God, like most people are not going to get this because they're like, what? It's not a Timex? Well, Those are $50. The only person that, even if you do get it, it's still not funny unless you're a fucking asshole and you're like Jerry Bruckheimer because it doesn't carry in the scene at all. He could have just pulled a $100 dollar out of his pocket and skipped that whole fucking shit, but it's like Jerry Bruckheimer's like, check out my cool watch. Well, they needed to look at the clock tower. Yeah, no, it... He had, could have pulled $100 out of his pocket rather than going back to the cash register. I don't know. They were shopping at Urban Outfitters. They probably spent all $300 that they had on those two fucking outfits that they just kept layering clothes on. Anyway, we'll get to that. All right. All right. Washington, D.C., 1974. The best scene in the movie. Yeah. We get a young uh, Benjamin Franklin Gates is his name. Uh, and in the interest of time, even though we've been jammering for quite some uh, a while here, uh, I'm just going to call him BFG. You know, he's a big Why fucking gun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what he was to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, also, I thought about Ben Finding Gold. You know. Now I like big. But he hasn't. Gun. He's just been looking for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Been. Uh, Failing at finding gold. Okay, that doesn't work either. Uh, anyways, he's a little kid, uh, and he sneaks into the attic of his house, and uh, there he finds what I can only infer to be the Book of the Dead because it never comes into play again And because right behind him is his grandfather, who's like, hey, Billy, what are you doing? Who is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Peter Cushing's great. Yeah, he <laughs> nailed it. Jackie's like, oh, that was Peter Cushing? <laughs> no. Christopher no, Plummer, goddammit. No, it's Christopher it. Lee, Jackie. Oh, I didn't hear him say that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. He's your favorite actor. What's his name? It's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> it's Christopher Lee. It's not Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Lee. It's the guy from The Sound of Music. Yes. Christopher Plummer. It's Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Oh, yeah. I like Christopher much. Plummer. Amanda Plummer's uh, mom. Uh, anyways, uh, so he's there. And he decides to tell us the plot and it sinks. And basically we're back to Templar nation. 
the Templars went, and I like how they kind of church it up and make them don't see seem like such bad guys. Like there's one hero shot with them, like yeah, and uh, but they got all the gold. Like we've been saying, they went and just stole everybody's shit, took it back to Europe, and like they're like, uh, we we gotta keep this away from the Europeans. Wait, we're Europeans, yo, European. No, I'm a pooping. Hey, yo. And uh, so they go to fucking America. <laughs> yeah. It's Jackie's face. <laughs> like, how long have you been holding that one in? I, I winged that actually on the fly. Oh. Yeah, that's how good we've gotten at this show. You're uh, like, I've written this down and I'm going to I'm gonna nail it. <laughs> well, They're going to think it's so funny. It's stupid. You're a pooping. <laughs> I'm five. They're literally like, we took all the people's shit back to Europe, but we got to keep it away from the Europeans. So we're taking it to America. What? And they just glaze right over it. And that's when no. they become Freemasons. I don't know if there's yeah. any truth to that. But no. the whole point of it is, is that no matter how you try to gussy up this story, you have theft of the largest treasure mm -hmm. and them deciding that it's too great a treasure for anybody besides them to have it. Correct. And it's not even like the greatest treasure. It says that they started with some treasure and then just kept collecting more treasure. So they've just been going around fucking jacking people's shit and and that's ours now. Uh, you, you, I get maybe Muslims, maybe French people. I don't know. We're just stealing your shit and we're taking it to some place that we don't even know about because the Vikings haven't even gone there yet, you stupid fucks. Um, and so they go and they go to America and they become the Masons and they put it away for all time. Meanwhile, back in uh, 1834 or some shit, uh, Charles, uh, Charles Carroll, the last signatory on the Declaration of Independence, is dying. He's going to go see Andrew Jackson, who was a piece of shit, and he's going to tell him, hey, look, Andrew Jackson, you're a piece of shit. Uh, and also, I've got uh, treasure. I've got a clue to the treasure, um, but you're not here, and I'm croaking, so I'm going to give it to my cab driver? Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. does so they've done such a good job hiding the treasure that they know that it might exist? Because it's like somebody should know where it is at this point still. Somebody. But they don't. I guess not. But he's got a clue. And he gives it to his cab driver, who just happens to be Nicolas Cage's character's grandfather's grandfather, grandfather, grandfather's grandfather's grandfather, relative, yeah, ancestor. Uh, and so it's a, it's a piece of paper that says "Go find Charlotte" or something, and that's the start. So, cut to the future. No, Charlotte holds the secrets. Okay, the the sword is the key. The sword is the key. Okay. It's not a sword this time, it's a pipe. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's the same thing. They were going to use it for Frosty the Snowman, but then it was just too heavy for the snow. <laughs> and it wouldn't stick in there when they were trying to make the snowman up there, but. How does Frosty light his corncob pipe without melting? I mean, it's fire. <laughs> well, how does sure. he not turn brown? <laughs> right. From all the nicotine yeah, around his mouth. He's got a big brown marker on his mouth. His carrot catches on fire. <laughs> Also, if it was a snowman that the Founding Fathers made, then Ben Franklin had his hands on it, and I'm sure it had some, some nice titties. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard some things about that guy. Yeah, I have to. 
<laughs> he was a cad. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so long story short, John Voigt comes in and he's like, poo, 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 poo. Treasure hunting is stupid. My whole family's dumb because they believe in this myth, except for me. I'm cool. I got a job and a house, you dumb fucks. Yeah, but also I'm like a historian guy. I don't fucking know. Your grandpa's only got a dollar. Don't take it from him. I'll give you a dollar downstairs. But I want to know, I would kill to have a house with this kind of attic in it. It's like just an with attic. spooky shit, like old stuffed eagles and like pirate ship things and old books and scrolls. Like, yeah, as a kid, you'd want to be up there all the time. Oh, well, exploring. Yeah. Yeah. And finding shit you're not supposed to find old porn mags and Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Cause yeah. I mean, my generation, that's what you're getting if you go up to the attic. Old porn mags and Christmas lights. <laughs> All right, found grandpa's stash of swank. Yep. <laughs> yeah, one of the reasons that you don't see this a lot anymore because their area is large enough to be rooms that aren't rooms, so now they're just rooms. Right. <laughs> I could actually go up there and watch movies or work on my hobbies rather than just storing old stuff. Well, that's where you stick the relatives you don't like. Yeah. Because that way you can hear them coming. Yeah. Ah, fuck, they're up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Time to start drinking. Hurry up. They're coming downstairs. All right. So here we come to our very first question. Uh, again, two times in a row. Well, technically three times in a row. Uh does Nicolas Cage's character become a knight right here? Is yeah, he, a he does. He's a Templar. Yep. But his dad's not a Templar because he's a fucking butthole. Yeah, so Christopher Robbins. God damn it. Christopher Vaught. Christopher Vaught. Voight. <laughs> no, that's John Voight. Christopher Plummer makes him a knight, but is it implying that he's a knight's Templar, which would then imply that Christopher Plummer's character was also a Knights Templar. What's the point of this sequence? To let you know that his family is in deep. Doo-doo? No. With the history and the, the founding fathers, and they've been around since... I don't fucking know, but they, they've been around at least since the independence, the Declaration of Independence, and they're probably Masons. So if you're a Mason, you're a Templar? Yes, that's what this movie's implying. Yeah, they've traded up... Pill they've traded... Traded pillaging for drinking on Sundays at really nice <laughs> swaggy bars in their own little temple things. Yeah. All right. Okay. He's a Templar. Uh, all right. So in the present, BFG's uh, on an expedition in Antarctica and cut to the chase. He's looking for Charlotte. It's a ship we find out pretty quick. But he's got his man there, Riley, and his other man, Sean Bean, who has his own man. And I, it seems like him and Sean Bean have been working together for some time and they finally found where Charlotte is. They've got bullshit computer effects that says Charlotte tracking <laughs> and now they're found it. I like that they find it with these really cheap looking um, uh, coin finder thingies. What are those things called? Yeah, radar? Metal detectors. Yeah, metal detectors. It's like they're on a beach in San Francisco mm -hmm. and they're looking for bullions. Oh, a bottle <laughs> cap. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. Like he was going to dig through the snow mm -hmm. and it was going to be like a fucking beer can. <laughs> he was going to be like, son of a bitch. Syringes from the bums of Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. 
Uh, but that's not what they find. They do find the Charlotte. It's, I guess, uh, like a revolutionary type uh, ship. Yeah, it's a boat. And if they would have dug further, they would have found Wilford Brimley from the thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's only probably eight of these dudes, and they make some progress pretty fucking fast on this old oh, boat. Yeah, they dig it it's up like, with snow shovels. It's like they had a snowblower machine. But they didn't. We don't know that. No, we, we don't saw see it. it. We just see them all of a sudden. There's this big boob mermaid there, and you're like, oh, you, sweet, the mermaid you survived. You weren't paying it t- clear enough attention because as they pan across, it shows them walking away with their tools, and they're literally using snow shovels in Antarctica. So one of the eight died of a heart attack mm-hmm. by snuffling snow. Snuffling snow. Snuffling snow. How much do you think just the bell of the Charlotte's worth? Uh, $10 billion. <laughs> Not $10 billion, but I mean, they're like, we didn't find any treasure. And I'm like, you just found a bunch of shit that's worth a yeah, whole a lot. a bunch of shit that's worth a whole lot. Uh, probably, I don't know, at least a mil, I'm guessing. Yeah, there yeah, should the, be no quarrels here. Yeah. Yeah, the historical significance of this boat, right? And the fact that, you know, there's still dead people in it that uh-huh. haven't decayed. You know, th- there's a scientific community out there that's like, yeah, give me those frozen bodies. Right. And then, you know, you can actually go in and see what the boats looked like back then uh-huh. because they just left them. And also, how the fuck did this thing get to Antarctica? They explained this. No, they didn't. Yes, they oh, did. Oh, yeah, Justin Bartha kind of like, gave some cockamamie shit about they got it to the edge and then after so many hundred years the glacier kind of swallowed it up a little bit okay that's fine we didn't round the cape of good horn until like what like fucking 1820 or some shit like that or am i way off i think you're way off okay either way what the hell are they doing down there this doesn't make any goddamn sense i also like well we'll get to it but yeah what the hell is it doing there it, it it's being hidden as good as it could be hidden, but still findable. That's what it's doing. Under like a half a foot of snow. Yeah. Yeah. The snow's not very deep. It's not. <laughs> and like as the captain. Global warming. Yeah, right. Thanks. Why are you down with the cargo hold? Like, wouldn't you be in your captors? You're going to die. Yeah. Wouldn't you just be like trapped in your captain's quarters with like all of the rum? Yeah. like You just uh, have everybody bring it up and then you're like, go fuck yourselves and you lock yourself in there. One-eyed Willie and his men. Yeah. You've just got a little parrot corpse on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, a parrot dies, but you're like, don't don't fall off, little yeah. Timmy. This will look cool when we're both skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or maybe you ate the bird, and then you're like, <laughs> I'll just put it back up there because I'm lonely. I need somebody to talk to. A little bird carcass on your shoulder. It <laughs> 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 sounds like something I would do. <laughs> like, bird carcass. I'm yeah, so somebody lonely. to talk to while I get drunk on rum. Okay. All right, so they do find they find a bunch of corpses and a bunch of gunpowder and uh, the and a carved pipe and they're like, hey, carved pipe glue uh, and Nicholas Cage rubs blood all over it and then transcribes the thing to paper and now he's got another clue. What he really does here is cage out to about ten percent for the first time in the oh, movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I don't get his, like, I need to think. I need to think. Shut up. Shut up. It's only going to take me, like, five minutes to figure this out. This was the most drawn-out scene ever. Oh, it's the word association in any fucking, what does it mean? Uh, Davenport. Davenport means couch. Couch starts with the letter C. C in Aramaic is actually a word I don't know. Words I don't know 
I can never spell restaurant right. People eat in restaurants. Food goes in your tummy. Tummy, tummy is the key. Tummy, it's tummy, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's always just nonsense. Yeah, and I like how his his uh, sidekick is like snorkel. See, I can do it too. Right, right. They do <laughs> throw a little just... shade there. That's yeah, about what that... it was like. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't get it at all. Albuquerque snorkel or lyrics from an uh, Weird Al Yankovic song mm. where he's got to go to Albuquerque to find his favorite snorkel. Mm-hmm. So there's another symptom of nine writers who've had it just tossing in some Weird Al jokes. There you go. Why not? Because <laughs> you should always have them. Uh, but long story short, he figures out that the Declaration of Independence is the key. Uh, so they're like, oh, well, I guess this is a dead end because it's on the Declaration of Independence. Uh, we can't just go in there and look at it. And uh, Sean Bean's like, we could steal it. Nick Cage is like, what the fuck? No, we're not stealing it. He's like, how about we call a guy? How about we just call? Let's start. Let's start with phone calls. Like, let's call the Smithsonian and the National Archives and see if we can set something up. I've got a guy or maybe I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Let's try calling him. And Sean Bean is like, no, nope, let's steal it. There's only one way. Yeah, Theft. there's only one way because you, you call him and they're like, hey, can I see the Declaration of Independence? And they're like, fuck you. They're like, I would like to make a donation of five million dollars to the Smithsonian. And they're like, does Tuesday work? Right. Exactly. Hey, you know what? I've got this bell from this ship. We could also bring in some scientists to, like, you know, examine this ship. But I've got uh, uh, finder's rights on it. So, uh, in exchange, how about you let me take a little bit, a peek of that DOI? You know, that's what I'm going to call it, the DOI. Just to say, yeah. BFG and DOI. This is uh, revealing that his benefactor has got his fortune by being a master thief. You mean Sean Bean? Yeah. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, not really, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't, but that's what makes it cool, because you know he's not a master thief. He could never fit down a shaft. We're going to get to Sean Bean's character, I think, at the end of this movie. Try, let's try to remember that. I've noticed lately on our podcast, I'll say, we're going to table that and come back to it, and then we never do. Um, sure. So, uh, yeah, Sean, what the fuck, Sean Bean? But anyways, uh, so there's a mutiny. Uh, he's like, uh, you're going to die here because I'm going to go get that thing. And we don't want you to, to say anything. And Nick Cage is like, you forgot one problem, buddy. How fireworks. And so he lights a flare and is like, catch it. Catch it, Buster. <laughs> and then he this does. Is so fucking dumb. It's His so fucking dumb. plan doesn't work at all. But fortunately, Sean Bean made the mistake of wearing his exploding cuff jacket. <laughs> he had powder on him because of his, he was digging through the barrels looking for stuff. It doesn't stick to you. It's not sticky. It's it's seriously little Well, rocks. don't buy your, jo- your gloves in China then, okay? I, I think it's polyester. I think that's what happened. He was smoking a cigarette and it blew up. Yeah, a little rain. Yeah. So... And, but either way, the movie still doesn't understand how gunpowder works because the flare falls into the gunpowder and things just start catching on fire. Yeah. Gunpowder doesn't... That's not how bullets work. It's not like the, the bullet in the chamber is like, woo, it's getting hot in here. I got to get the fuck out. And I'm going at a bazillion miles per hour because of fire. No, it's explosive. Yeah, they all blew up. Nobody they made it. They all blew up immediately. The secret and of the Templar has died with them. <laughs> 
credits. I also, I also like that when it happens and they're like running away, diving for cover away from the fire, there's also like bullet explosions where the gunpowder, again, there's no bullets. It's just gunpowder. It's not flying across the room. It's just exploding. God damn it. So anyways, uh, they get away. Uh, they find a little secret hidey hole before the ship blows up. Sean Bean just leaves through the front door, but he now thinks that Nick Cage is dead because that whole ship went way exploded. And he, guess what? He is dead. Uh, there's no way he survived that explosion. No. And the second explosion kills the other two of them if they weren't dead yet anyway. Right. Exactly. Even if they didn't get blown up, the, the oxygen's all gone. Their lungs burst. Yep. Yep. It's a vacuum. Uh, well, also no, Sam. Because conveniently, the explosion uh, blew a perfect uh, snow-shaped, well, Nick Cage-shaped uh, hole in the snow for them to uh, just walk out of. Or w- w- Nick Cage is such a windbag they didn't have to worry about air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Sean Bean says, we got to get out of here before someone sees the smoke. Who the fuck is going to see that Ooh, polar bear? fuck? Like a penguin? <laughs> that penguin saw us. We gotta Kurt get Russell's, out of here. Kurt Russell's on his way. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> There's nobody there. Uh, all right. So he's like, Nicholas Cage is like, oh, we gotta stop him. Uh, but they go and and tell the FBI and the and the the Ho- Department of Homeland Security, and I'm assuming the DEA and the ATF, and they're like, no, we're too busy fucking shit up. Uh, so we're just gonna ignore you. Uh, so he's got a problem. Nobody believes him. So they go to uh, Dr. Chase, uh, uh, Diane Kruger's character, and she's the curator of the is the is the Declaration of Independence in the Smithsonian or the National Archives? Is either I don't know. Either? I don't. Either. I don't. Yeah. You, I thought you both have seen it. Yeah, it's a bunch of it's about as uh, hectic as this movie going through national monuments when you only have a week in D.C., yeah. Yeah. It all mixes together. Uh, I'm going to say that it is in the Smithsonian. I think it is too. Um, But then the way that they're portraying it is that it's in the Lincoln Monument. No, I think he's just sitting outside of the Lincoln Memorial later. But I don't know. Either way. They're not very clear on where not, the fuck yeah, they're at. Yeah. And we should, as good Americans, we should probably know where that fucking thing is. But we aren't. We live in the West. Um. Why do you need to know where it is? Are you going to steal it? No. <laughs> yeah, you Definitely fucking Definitely not that. 100% not. Nope. Nope. Not me. Not me. I, yep. Nope. I was going to frame it and put it in my bathroom. <laughs> pooping art. <laughs> yep. Look at that. <laughs> Check it out. Does that go with your you're a pooping joke? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, she's not into it either. She's like, yeah, whatever, pal. Um, and so they're like, fuck, uh, what the hell are we going to do? So... Nobody wants to prevent this theft. He's like, when you have the power to stop something bad, you therefore have the responsibility to stop it from happening. Some, so I'm going to steal it. Yeah, it's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. And that came from there, not where everyone attributes it to. I can't remember what was. Voltaire, who would never say something like that. Voltaire would say, if you want in power, you're nuts to begin with. Yeah. Right. There you go. All right. So uh, he's going to steal it to prevent somebody from stealing it. Now, Riley, 
then gives us his, uh, we can't do that, it's too hard, uh, and I'm going to explain this to you why it's too hard in Danny Ocean, no. snatch and grab style, uh, with a uh, CGI uh, sequence of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah, they put out a big red herring and then Matt Damon just snatches it. <laughs> right. <laughs> eh, so, uh, so, yeah, the security is way super tight, but apparently in the preservation room, uh, they just set it down there and walk away from it. So they got to get the Declaration of Independence into the preservation room, and he does it very easily just by hunting up... High, heating up one of the uh, temp sensors, and they're like, all right, yeah, that's that's it. Let's get it out of there. we got to take it downstairs where there's yeah. zero security. Also, we have uh, a, a, a gala uh, uh, this weekend, uh, so we'll do that at the same time. Two birds, one stone. So I want to know, how really secure is it if they can trip the sensor with a cat laser? Right. One of those lasers that you play with your cat or dog, mm -hmm. right? Like. Mm -hmm. Or you shine it in Tom Brady's eye during football games. Yeah. I mean, really? That's yeah. the security? Yeah. Cat laser beat your ass? Let's uh, let's get to a conspiracy, guys. A conspiracy question. Is the Declaration of Independence actually sitting up there, or is that the copy? I thought it was the copies always up. I watched a show on it. Uh, the it's the be. original version is so sensitive at this point, they don't even want light on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you probably got to go with with like, could you go in there with like one of the like a like a photo room, like, you know, a red light or maybe like one of those cool like black lights, I guess. Maybe yeah, that's how you, you put have a to black study. light on it. And you're like, God damn it, Ben Franklin. This thing is disgusting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, there's a secret code written on it. It's a genetic code. <laughs> But not to mention that the air itself would have destroyed this document long ago. Well, if you can put it in a vacuum. Yeah, but then every time they take it out to preserve it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that the doc the decula the deck the DOI or whatever yeah, the hell we're calling it. It's easy to say when you say it a hundred times. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that this thing crumbled like almost immediately after they got it out of there. Like they took it out of that airtight case and it just went Pff, Yeah. And it was gone. And then he's like, damn it, I needed that map. The only <laughs> thing left is Ben Franklin's part. Well, I think that's how it's held together, Jackie. I and mean, then, you know, strong genes out of the Ben Franklin. I got a question. Uh -huh. So if they wrote the Declaration of Independence, did they have to, like, they made that one the first one. We were going to keep this one, but now we have to actually write another one and send it to those we're declaring the independence from. Or did... The Declaration of Independence get given back nicely before the war started. I just so don't here's what happened. How that works. Here's what happened. I actually learned this not very long ago. Um, what they so the one that they're talking about in this movie is the original. It's the one that everybody signed. And then what they did is uh, they had the uh, the little Thomas Jefferson uh, 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 copy machine. They had a little uh, uh, transcriber rewrite every. They they made uh, I believe 15 copies of it. They uh, sent one to each of the colonies and then one to uh, uh, the King, uh, King George and one to uh, what's his name in, in uh, Froggy Town. Uh, Napoleon. And, uh, wasn't Napoleon at this time? Or I Napoleon's was, uh, the one that won the American Revolution. So, OK, yeah, I guess it was Napoleon. Um, and, and so that there were copies made of it. But the one that, that they're talking about in this film is the first, the actual original. 
There you go. Okay, podcast over. <laughs> yeah, we got we now we're now we're Get doing what Christopher Plummer's doing and his <laughs> Templar guys telling people shit that he just don't care about. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. So anyways, um where are they? where the fuck? Well, are we? okay, I have so to mention- they're going to bust in. Uh, they jack into the security camera feed. They Nicholas Cage sends a uh, uh, George Washington campaign button to uh, his girlfriend, and she's fingering it all over with her fingerprints. And he's gonna go in there and get that later. Uh, what? No, that never happens. Yes, that's no. He gives her a champagne flute, and he gets the fingerprints oh, yeah. off of that. He huh. probably was going to go that way, but then he just seized a target of opportunity. I do have to mention, though, because there's not a lot of action that's happening right here. The editor has had to make it seem like there's action talking, mm-hmm. action typing, and mm-hmm. action party. Right. But it's action really talking, just a bunch of stuffy assholes in overpriced talking, gowns. Action talking was one of my favorite, like, non-inaction in action. Mm-hmm. Like, the action talking in this sequence is... So action-packed, and nothing is happening. Nothing is all. happening. And uh, we cut to Sean Bean's team, and they're apparently just going to go in with guns and explosives. That's their ba- Like, nobody can steal the Declaration of Independence, says the FBI. But some, like, the most conventional means of theft is what Sean Bean's team's plan is. Guns and explosives. And they're like, what? Come and on. Did they go through the sewer? Yeah, right? Yeah, come on. Come on, FBI. <laughs> I also, mean, I'm pretty sure the sewer just goes to toilets. So how did they get up there? Like, they just cut a hole underneath one of the public restrooms and the, pop up? The ghoulies thing. Hey. Didn't, do you think that they like ran into each other at the Library of Congress when they were both casing the joint? Yes. Like, what are you doing here? No, looking at how to steal that. What are you doing here? It's <laughs> <laughs> just a four hour stare off. <laughs> Either that or like. Sean Bean's team came in and they're like, we'd like to get blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Somebody else already has those checked out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And they start looking around the library. All right. So uh, he, Nick Cage gets into the gala wearing maintenance guy uniform that he poorly photoshopped an ID together with. And uh, then gets in there, changes into a tux. And now he's a guest. He goes and finds uh, his, his uh, Diane Kruger's character, Dr. Chase. And uh, it's like, here, I'll take your wine glass from you. Thank you very much. And then goes back and does some fucking MacGyver bullshit that seems overly complex to just steal somebody's fingerprints. And uh, then has access to the archives now. He's also, but with the tuxedo thing, he's really James Bond right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's that's the illusion that I was drawn to anyway. Mm. Oh, no. That sucks. I don't want him to be our American James Bond. That's a poor representation. Well, he's already been Edmund Hillary, and later he's going to be Indiana Jones. So right. this guy's kind of got it all. Yeah, he's kind of got it all, Jackie. It's already been done. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. All right. So now, uh, it's now it's a race to get see who gets there first because, like we said, Sean Bean's in the in the crappers. Um, so he got Nick Cage got down there. He's like, uh, oh shit, something the the feet camera feed's been cut because Sean Bean's hacked in the camera lines too. You got to get yeah. out of there. So Nick Cage just grabs the whole fucking case, runs out of the hallway. There's Sean Bean. His man starts, hey, uh, die, and starts shooting at him, which he uses the glass from the Declaration of Independence to catch the bullets because it's bulletproof, gets in the elevator, and starts taking it apart. Yeah, there's a little bit of actual action 
on either side of action drilling and action packing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and like, what happens to the guy who was shooting? What do you mean? Because it's like, hey, butt fuck, if you shoot a hole in it, we can't see the goddamn map. Well, I'm assuming he was smart enough to know that it's bullpen glass. Who gives a shit? Like, still, you don't take that chance. Wonder if somebody was a cheap ass and like, yeah, it's bulletproof. I saved $35 ah, on this. shit, I'm using the hollow points. Oopsie. Yeah. This could have turned out badly. Yeah, it could have. Good point. Yeah. But, you know, thank God he had a cheap $10 screwdriver, electric right. screwdriver in his pocket to get all this right. shit out. And the battery didn't die before he got I to mean, the there's top. there's no locking system, nothing. It's just freaking... Hex screws. Yeah. Come on. It's like me trying yeah. to steal something off the wall of an Applebee's. <laughs> All I have to do is bring my screwdriver, my electric screwdriver, and it's mine. I don't even think you need that for the Applebee's. Just a big purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking take it. <laughs> Wrap it in your burrito. That's how you get it out of there. Yeah. All right. So uh so he runs outside. Uh he first has some adventures in the in the gift shop, but we're not gonna really deal with that too much. Um, Dr. Chase sees him and she's like, Hey, get back over here. What do you got there? Uh, here, you can have this. It's a replica that he bought in the gift shop. There you go. Um, and, uh, the alarms go off and he's like, shit. And she's like, Hey, you're bad. Uh, and he's like, I gotta go. And so she runs back to grab the security guards, but uh, that's when Sean Bean's team pulls up because they got outside very quick from the sewers and into a food truck. <laughs> yeah. It's a taco truck. Why? And are they going for total authenticity here? Because it's got pans and everything it's in it. Still, it's not even a converted into a bad guy truck. It's just a food truck. Yeah, it's like one of their team members. Like my cousin has a food truck. <laughs> we, we can use. We can borrow that. And they're like, "Well, uh, okay. Not that we don't have unlimited funds, but, but you know, every once in a while, it's nice to save a little cash. Yeah, I like a good taco too." Well, they'd probably have to pay him a few grand. I mean, I figure a taco truck's doing like 20 grand a night. Yeah, maybe. So you got to, he's putting that guy out. So long story short, she gets nabbed by them. They think she's got the Declaration of Independence. Why they don't just shoot her and grab the tube? I don't know. Um, we get a big chase sequence and uh, Dr. Chase is being chased. Um and she's about to fall out of the food truck, and Nick Cage is there to save her, but Sean Bean grabs the tube from her, and he's like, oh, no, this is the real one. Yeah. And at one point, Justin Bartha realizes that the movie is dumb and says something to that effect in the middle of this chase scene. Yeah, I thought so, too. Back at the museum. Harvey Keitel! <laughs> Yep, what the fuck is this he guy. doing here? Wasn't he, like, the commissioner in Batman one time? No. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, this guy. I I don't know. He just, he's always playing, like, this, the cop. Yeah, he's always a cop. Yeah, he's always the cop. But he looks like he's, like, a, uh, a mafia gangster. He's also he's got, like, always a mafia slicked, gangster. Slicked yeah. hair. He's got the slick suit. It's like, you're totally taking bribes, fuckstick. Look at how well you're dressed. You've even got a freaking handkerchief. Other policemen who are working their asses off, mm -hmm. they always look like shit. You know, they've got a donut stains and coffee stains mm -hmm. on their mm -hmm. shirt. And they're like, all right, I'm fucking here again. Now what happened? And this guy's like, hello, I was already at the event. Oh, 
yeah. or I should be invited to this event because look at my suit. I uh, got it at, uh, what's that suit store? You're going to love the way you yeah. look. <laughs> oh. Just the yeah, I thought you were the men's warehouse. Yeah, I thought you were gonna like go with Neiman Marcus or something nice. <laughs> the men's warehouse is is what I was. JC Penny, JC Penny. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, Harvey Keitel's the uh, head uh, head investigator of this whole thing. Um, and he goes to the souvenir shop and he's like, "Hey, it's this guy. It's this Gates guy." So now now he knows about him. Back in the truck, Gates is like, "Well." They're going to know who I am because I had to use my debit card to fucking get that souvenir map. Um, and here begins the idiot plot. What he has set out to do is prevent the Declaration of Independence from being stolen. So he steals it and then doesn't give it back. Yeah, that's Thus becoming uh... the same thing as fucking Sean Bean's character. But he's a Templar, so he's allowed to steal it because he's going to be better at keeping yeah, it safe than anybody else because he's a Templar. Because if you're a Templar, you can steal stuff because you're a better person than the person that got it legitimately. I Yeah, like, I mean, that's what the movie's trying to get away with. But the problem is, is he went to the FBI in the first place and said, hey, somebody is going to steal this. You should prevent them from stealing it so that... It can stay where it belongs, and I can make the phone calls and, and go through that route. But instead, now he's got the fucking thing and doesn't give it to the FBI when all he had to do was go back to the FBI and say, I fucking told you, he's got corroboration from the fucking curator of the goddamn thing, and plot over. Yeah, and then she'd probably let him look at it. Right, exactly. You've now proven something to me. Let's let's do this. Yeah, but we need to rope that dad in. He's such a naysayer. We've got to rub it in his motherfucking face. That's that's what it is. <laughs> like, yeah. we found Charlotte, and now we've got this. And guess what, shit face? It's real. He still doesn't shit face. Yeah, he's not a naysayer to one thing. He does not say nay to pizza. Right, right. He's got pizza. Yeah, so that's their plan. Uh, I'm going to take it to my dad's house. He's got these letters that were written by Benjamin Franklin when he was a little kiddo and didn't want to say he was Benjamin Franklin. And uh, those are the cipher for the secret uh, code that's written on the back, even though I don't even know what the secret code is on the back. But I already know what the fucking... I, I don't have the cipher, but I know what the code is. I don't know how that works. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, so he goes over to his dad's house. Well, and I don't... I don't completely understand, like, how this all works, right? Because his dad, when they're over there, says, hey, uh, by the way, <laughs> now that you went through all this work, uh, I gave those letters to the museum. Right. Like, is he getting royalties, or do you think he just gave them away? I mean, what what's the deal there? Do you think he got rich because he got tired of working, and he's like, I need to retire at 55? He literally used the word donate. Uh, so when you donate something, you just give them away. Do you get yeah. a tax write-off for that, though? Like, What's the you get write -off? to write off your taxes for the rest of your fucking life? Nope. It's a donation. It's just like what Ben Franklin put on the Declaration of Independence. Hey, he didn't get a refund. <laughs> I donate to the university, and it is tax-deductible. Because that's money. That's monetary. When you're donating something to a museum, that's not... The, it, no, it's not. Oh. Yeah. That's why I just thought he did it for tax purposes. No, no. That's why it's cool to do stuff like that. It belongs in a museum. 
Oh, all right then. All right. Sorry, so, guys. Sorry. Yeah. So, anyways. So, they put some lemon juice on the back of the Declaration of Independence. I like how at first, also, the plan was to take it to a clean room that he had built, but now he can't go there because the FBI saw on his trail. So, instead, let's just put it on the dining room table. <laughs> Where there was pizza. Where there was pizza. Hey, they taped down some trash bags. <laughs> Jesus, you two. And they used some really nice crystal goblets to hold it down. Until fucking John Boyd with his grippy pizza hands comes up and grabs it and is like, this is a damn shit. I got fucking sauce on my fingers. You got pizza on the Declaration of Independence. Right. Uh. <laughs> and it was domino, so it's not even good pizza, you fuck. Man, it's yeah. this this Declaration of Independence is a lot stickier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Ben Franklin had his way with that thing. Even it before the pizza, times. it was ruined. Um, there's action sciencing here, followed by my note, because they're really falling in love at this point. Right. And John Voight's like, it, lemon juice isn't going to work. You need to get heat. And they look at each other, and I wrote down, fuck on it, exclamation point. <laughs> and then they do the PG, th- PG equivalent of that and just like breathe in each other's mouths, and then uh, the, shrine of the Templar shit shows up. Right, right. There's a little, uh, there's, yeah, uh, there's some code. And so they have to go back to where the letters are. Uh, They're at Independence, or the Benjamin Franklin Museum or whatever. I don't know. And uh, they enlist a little dude to go in and transcribe transcribe the code and come back to them. I think the kid gets paid like $5 total. (laughs) Not a good deal. It kind of seems that way because for every time that, you know, the guy gives him so many things on a piece of paper, he gets a dollar. Right. And I'm like, one, where did you find this kid? Right. Whose kid is this? Did you just go into the museum and be like, you, you'll do. You hey, want to make some, some money? Yeah. We had to give him like a couple of anagram tests to make sure he was up to the challenge. This is probably like he could have done it by himself in like a, you know, really crappy disguise in about 10 minutes. But prepping this kid for the job probably took about four hours. Right. Yeah. That's the part they cut. And the kid is literally risking his life because every time he runs back, like he has to run across the main street in front of the museum and there's cars like honking and skid stopping and shit every goddamn time. (laughs) God damn it. Okay, so Team Bean is there too. How the fuck they figured out to go there, I got no idea. Maybe they're just following the FBI. But the FBI's not there, Sam. Aren't they? No. Huh. Yeah, they just show up and they're like, huh, what's this little dude doing? Oh, he's writing things on a piece of paper. He's dressed in a school uniform and he's writing notes on a piece of paper in a museum. He must be working with Nick Cage rather than writing a goddamn fucking book report. I think Sean Bean figured out the silence, whatever letters in the hotel, but it doesn't matter because he just doesn't know enough. To be there. He never knows enough to be wherever he is. Right. Um, so he's like, okay, well, this kid's dirty um, rather than actually doing schoolwork, which is what all these other kids are doing in the same exact manner. Uh, let's follow him. And then he goes outside and uh, the other dude has already bailed. No, what he thought was, this kid's got a lot of dollars in his pants. Hey, let's get that dollar. <laughs> Either this, this kid's a stripper or there is something amiss. We're going to jack his dollar-dollar bills, y'all. And he's like, I need a taco. 
we need to pay Brian for his brother's taco truck. Right. Let's just jack this kid and his $5. <sighs> All right. So the code tells them to go to Independence Hall uh, where the Liberty Bell is. And so, but also at a certain time, which is where we get the $100 bill sequence. They look on the back of a $100 bill. There's a clock. It says what time to go there and blah, blah, blah. Daylight savings time. What? Oh, no. Oh, we've got to figure it out now. we got to get there in the next hour. So they go there. Stand on top of the tower. They look down. They see a shadow. And it points to a brick. They go down to the brick. It's got Templar or a fucking Mason's mark on it. Nick Cage yeah. pops it out. And inside are some oldie time steampunk glasses. Uh, Question you know why? for Sam. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> you you did a little bit of construction right back in the day. <laughs> How easy is it to pull a brick out? Not very easy. Because they're making Unless it seem like these mates to be were not pulled great. out. Like when grout and it's concrete basically. So after it's been about twenty years, it's like harder than most rocks. Mm-hmm. He does it with a pocket knife. Yeah, it's not gonna work. No, but. Mm. We really need to talk about daylight savings. Okay. The key. (laughs) Because in the winter, it can get dark earlier so that Ben Franklin could frequent his ladies of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, Ben Franklin invented daylight savings time. Did you know that? Uh, Yeah, I did. Did you know why? (laughs) Because he was horny. (laughs) Yeah, and he was such a gross looking dude. They were all gross-looking dudes back then, Jackie. The pow- you can't make a powdered wig look cool. You can't do it. I don't know. Let's put one on you later and see what happens. And then I had to have to get a big tummy because they all had big tummies too. They were all rotund men. Yeah. Except for George Washington. They're just fat fucking perverts. Yeah. 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 They really were a bunch of fat fucking perverts. Gross. But at least they had some good ideals, I guess. I mean, that's uh, redeeming. good ideals. I mean, really? uh, we got a light bulb. Really? That was t- a light bulb. What? What? The th- In this movie, they say that Jefferson made the light bulb. No. Oh, my God. God. Damn it. That's not what happened. And I thought it was Thomas Edison. It is. It is. Yeah. But in the movie, they, they say it's no. Jefferson. No, he was just talking about how Edison found 2,000 ways to not make a light bulb. Right. You heard Jefferson when they literally said Edison. I guess it's Thomas and then Ensign's son. So, yeah, I guess you could get those two confused, but. I was eating Panda Express. Yeah. I'd fallen uh, and really severely hurt my bum, which mm-hmm. affects my thinking abilities. Yep, because your butt is, or your brain is in your butt. Okay. Uh, ben Franklin's brain was in his cock. <laughs> well, they call it a head for a reason. Uh-huh. And now most of it's on the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yep. And like half out. of Philadelphia is covered in it. It's don't put a black light on that town. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, they found some steampunk glasses. They were made by Benjamin Franklin. Uh, you can also go see Jaws 3D in it, uh, wearing them. And uh, yeah, so they look at the map. Uh, there's more coding on the back. It says the fucking here is the wall or some shit. I don't know. And, uh, and it's spelt wrong. Yeah, it's spelt wrong. Okay. So, Ooh, I'm, I just don't care about the clues that much, but anyways, they see Sean's beans team and they're like, fuck, if they get the glasses and the map, it's all over. Let's split up. They go separate ways. They're chased. Uh, it's supposed to be exciting, uh, and fun, I guess, but they end up running towards city hall. And she gets knocked down and loses the Declaration of Independence. And now Sean Bean's got that. 
and Nick Cage has gotten arrested. And he does the fall guy punch in the action sequence here. Do you notice that? Like he's taking, he's stealing more mojo. He punches a guy and does the owl in the hand flap. Mm. Oh yeah, Yeah. after the graveyard. Yeah, so he's been Edmund Hillary, James Bond, and uh, the fall guy at this point. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, this in, this Declaration of Independence has been run over three fucking mm-hmm. times, including by a semi truck. Mm-hmm. But it's still kicking. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, it's it's made of tough stuff. It's got yeah, a nice ben, glaze ben Franklin's Ben Franklin's hate paste is uh, supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> notoriously strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he called it his lacquer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna shellac the bishop. <laughs> Hey, you guys heard of polyurethane here yet? No, that's not a thing. Okay, I'll go invent it in the bathroom. <laughs> Gross. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so Nick Cage has been arrested. Uh, Harvey Keitel's like, all right, we just want the Declaration of Independence back and somebody to go to jail. Sean Bean calls and is like, hey, I got your map and I got your girlfriend or something like that. Uh, let's go you know, meet here. The girlfriend and and the tech guy mm-hmm. make a deal with Bean mm-hmm. to get him out of there. Right. And all they had to do was promise him all of the treasure. Right. Right. Which is what he has been promised the whole time. Exactly. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So he goes to New York at uh, some cool ass aircraft carrier flight museum. I want to go there. Yeah. It was like on the docks. That thing was cool. I've yeah. never even heard of that. I haven't either. They had a Concorde. Did you see that, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I think the Concord was digital, but I don't know. Why would you toss do it that? in there? I bet you they got a Concord. Maybe they do. I don't know. I've never so been to New our, York. One of our New York fans uh, write us and tell us uh, what the story is with this place. And uh, if we can stay at your house while we uh, go visit this museum. Um, stay with my cousin that works for Ralph Lauren. She lives in upstate, dude. We're not going there. Oh, my God. Whatever. Yeah. You just have to ride the train in an extra 30, 40 minutes. I don't know, man. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking New Yorkers. I'll kill you. Okay. All right. So uh, he's like, he gets a phone call or no, he he gets a message after some distractions with a chopper and some scrambling or whatever. And uh, Sean Bean's like, uh, go over here and jump off the boat. So he does. And a guy is under the water with one of those James Bond scuba tubes and is like, and takes him over to New Jersey. And they go to Atlantic City and have a bad time, and that's the end of the movie. They they uh, used the old Ben Franklin strategy when he visited New Jersey uh, <laughs> to cheer themselves up. What? Yep. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they've had a bad day, so they got to go to Jersey to, you know. Mm-hmm. Down by okay. the shore. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if people were jackasses back then in Ben Franklin's day and like, you know, guys with abs. They just walk around. Hey, look at my abs in Ben Franklin's time. <laughs> no, they were like all fat guys. Like, look at my huge pot belly. <laughs> Try to find okay. my wiener now. What's that guy's name from Jersey Shore? The situation or some shit like that? Yes. Yeah. God damn it. Okay, so it turns out that, uh, yeah, the girlfriend made this secret deal and, and busted him out. They go and make the trade, and uh, the, the but the trick is is that it's not enough because Sean Bean has captured uh, uh, John Voight, uh, BFG's dad. dad. Yeah, 
And he's like, oh, I'm holding all the cards. And Nicolas Cage is like, oh, God damn it. You know he has illegible bowel syndrome? He's going to shit in your car. <laughs> One question. Did he get pizza on the back seat? <laughs> <laughs> Did he get his little grubby paws all over your upholstery? Because <laughs> that guy has no fucking respect. <laughs> he probably licked his fingers after he touched the declaration of independence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a little salty. Yeah, salty. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so they go into uh, Trinity Church uh, because that's where the code told him we don't care about the code, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they use the glasses to get more clues. And it's beneath some guy's grave, some dude that was buried in the church. And they're like, oh, it's under Parkington Lane. And so they find a tomb with a tunnel underneath it. And inside the tunnel is a stairwell to uh, that place where uh, Gandalf and the Balrog fell. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I think it's the the realm of the Goblin King. Oh, yeah. In The Hobbit yeah. is what it yeah. looks like. Okay. This Mor- is a Moria. rickety piece sure. of shit. Yeah, they're also, in the... for Masons, they're not doing a great job. Well, yeah. It's, a... it's really great that nobody works at this church, too. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. So you can just do whatever. All the like doors all, are open. I like on the way down also, Nick Cage goes to uh, Diane Kruger and he's like, come here and and like grabs her and she doesn't have time to react and he kisses her. <laughs> like That wasn't romance, dude. That wasn't like. That's assault, buddy. That was assault. That was straight up assault. And she's like, <laughs> no, they, I they mean, were I there. I guess I don't respect a guy who's like, can I kiss you? And I'm like, you, what, no, what the you fuck say is some, wrong with you? You say something cool and then look deeply into her eyes. Or you do the Spider-Man and go, hey. Yeah. And then you slowly lean in yeah. so she has time to, like, back the fuck up. Right. You know, sexual assault. They already did uh, PG air make out and love shopping. So this mm-hmm. is their third date. He's he's on okay. he's on pace. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. Good call. Good call. Uh, I like when they go into the tunnel or into the stairwell. Uh, there's some there's some shade thrown on America right here because they're like, God, how did they build all this? And Nick Cage is like, the same way they built the pyramids and the Great Wall of China. And his buddy's like, ancient aliens? When we're all at home going, no slavery. They use slaves to do, yeah. America little uh 1619 project right there sorry donald trump you can't stop nicholas cage no you didn't pick up on that i thought it was cool well don't you know we're not allowed to go to bias training anymore right so we don't know about this stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. built on the backs of slavery same with the white house uh anyways so uh there's much collapsing down here we're gonna skip the action again a guy dies uh he falls to his death this is doesn't get pushed or anything like that now and this is only the only digital work that doesn't look great is this shot everything else is pretty passable dude that fucking sequence with the declaration of independence looked like garbage the where they're explaining its security measures oh no that that looked that looked horrible yeah yeah but i'm with sam this looked way worse and Mm -hmm. they kind of slow-moed it so it was almost like sean penn was losing the love of his life or 
Sean Bean was Sean losing. Sean Penn has lost Madonna once again. <laughs> yes. Down the draft with you, bitch. Yep. And her coney that. boobs. Yeah, she landed on her teeth and her boobs. <clears throat> yep. And he's like, wow, that is a Shanghai surprise. Hey. Oh. Shanghai Jackie's joke. That's for sure. Um. Anyways, so there's so they make it down eventually uh, in a really stupid fashion. They walk down and they find nothing but a dead end. So they get down there. They find nothing but a dead end. And they're like, oh, there's no treasure here. It's been moved. And Sean Bean's like, all right, well, we're out of here. Wait a minute. Are you keeping something back from me? And he's like, I'm going to leave you guys down here unless you tell me the final clue. And John Voight's like, I'll tell you it. It's uh, 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 this over thing over here. Go to go to Boston. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Go to Boston. The lantern. The lantern. The lantern is the. The lantern. Yeah. Am I saying it wrong? Lantern. Lantern. Lantran. Lantran. Lantern. That that's the way I've said it my whole life. What's wrong with lantern? Well, look you know at what? the way yes, it's spelled. I grew spelled. up in a What did you say? Uh, look at the way it's spelled. Lantern. <laughs> There's no way. Latrin. Hooked on phonics works for me. <laughs> Shut up, you two assholes. You know what I'm saying. Lantern. Lantern. No, lantern. Lantern. All right. You know what? I'm just going to move somewhere where they don't talk right, it's... and then I'll just blend right, right. in. <laughs> Jersey. So if you have any uh, suggestions for us listeners on where I can move to, where my Jersey. shitty way of pronouncing things doesn't get in the way, that would be great. Hey, you could go with Sean Bean to Boston. Water. Lots and lots of water. What knew, are you looking at? I knew a lady from Boston, and you know what? She was so fucking rude. Mm-hmm. Just the rudest, pushiest bitch I have ever met in my life. You know, uh... Without Bo- even trying. Boston gets thrown under the bus for being rude quite a bit, but you know where it's really rude? The city of brotherly love. <laughs> yeah. They uh, throw tacos at you. It's a mean place. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. We bring up Philadelphia. Ben Franklin lived there, and he used to toss things in tacos. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, he tried to start a taco truck business, but it just went downhill so fast. Because he kept fucking them. <laughs> That's right. These tacos are awfully salty. It's my own secret recipe. Um, all right. <laughs> okay, so. Lantern. Lantern. Um, so anyways, it doesn't matter what the clues are again. You're like, oh, the clues. We got to talk about the clues. No, there's, it sucks. Um, Sean Bean's on his way to fucking Boston. Uh, they, he leaves them down there and they're like, well, (laughs) fooled him. There's a button right here. Like again, Sean Bean's character is so ill prepared to be part of this archeology span quest. He doesn't even realize like there's a wall that has symbols written on it right fucking there. With a button on the bottom of it. Yeah. You dick head. It was covered in dirt in his defense and was kind of hard to see. It really wasn't covered in very much dirt. Nicholas Cage is like, it's right there, dummy. Uh, And it kind of looks like one of those toilet buttons. mm -hmm. When the button's on the top of the tank. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. All right, so they go into another room. Uh, It's empty as well. Uh, This room at least looks like there used to be stuff there and it's been moved. And John Voight basically tells Nicholas Cage, yes, but the treasure was inside of you the whole time. Well, in the previous Templar movie, we established that the real treasure is becoming a Templar. Uh Uh-huh. Right. You were already, 
you were already done when you were a kid, buddy. Uh, but you've then been, they use the pipe. Okay. You've been spinning your wheels your whole life. <laughs> you know, Benjamin Franklin used to spin some wheels. No, okay. <laughs> okay. So he uses the pipe to open another door, and uh, that's where the fucking treasure actually is. How many fake treasure rooms are you guys going to fucking stick on us, Templars? One more. Yeah. Because they go into this uh, room, right? And it looks like it's just one big room of treasure. Right. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then Nicolas Cage is like, I smell something to burn. And he uh-huh. totally throws his torch in and it lights up this mansion of gold. The world's greatest treasures of history. Right. Yeah. But now the problem has become that uh, whoever built this uh, lighting system has now killed them because now they've burned up all the oxygen and they're dead. <laughs> Either that or they stacked the paper too close. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, oh, God, there's a fire. Fucking fire. Can't have fire in a treasure room with papers and scrolls. I still don't know why they all had flashlights. And they're like, well, let's grab these torches. <laughs> and I'm like, torches aren't better than flashlights. Right. They're like wholly inferior in almost every way. Especially the key component, which is creating light. Right. Not to mention, burn your fucking eyebrows off and while you're at it. Because, like, some of those scenes when they're going down with the torches, that torch is flying right back at their face. Uh-huh. Not to mention, they've still got the Declaration of Independence in their hands, and they're walking around with fire. No! God damn it! Okay, so they've got, they found all the treasure. They're like, oh, it's worth $10 billion. Really? Um, but they climb out, and they call Harvey Keitel... And they give him back the Declaration of Independence. And he's like, well, somebody still needs to go to jail. He's like, oh, I've I've got something for you, buddy. Uh, And uh, gives him Sean Bean in Boston. He goes there. And Sean Bean gets arrested for murder? Yeah, what was it? Kidnapping, murder, and... Theft or larceny. uh, Being on public property or something (laughs) like that. Who got murdered? I don't remember anybody getting murdered. Body count was one. And it was just because the, a guy walked down a stairwell that was shitty. Now we're going to blame that on him. Fuck it. He needs to go to jail. That's not murder. You could get the death penalty for that. That's not murder. It was an accident. They don't care. They just got $10 billion worth of a bribe to be like, yeah, it was that asshole. Well, I know Nicolas Cage doesn't care, but Nicolas Cage is not the one that fucking determines what the charges are. Ivan Keitel does, and he sent a man to fucking prison for life. For a crime he didn't commit. Well, he can't let yeah. him out. How do we know he's not going to go steal some shit? Then send him to Gitmo. Don't tell him he got fucking murder. Well, without the <laughs> murder charge, though, really, he's like going to skate on anything else they try to stick him with. Good. Then we've got a sequel. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. Uh, and Nicolas Cage gives all the other loot to all the museums of the world because it's the people's treasure. And uh, but they also keep uh, half a percent each. And so now they've got 50 million dollars. Don't you think it would be better to just like set up an independent museum of keeping all of it in one spot? Maybe. Well, no, one man can't have all of that stuff, Sam. It's too much treasure. You get two museum directors that can (laughs) fight with each other about stupid shit like which how the signs are supposed to look in the bathroom. Hey, I'm the day man. I'm the night man. The night man? Oh, no. Uh, I'm just saying melt it down and make me something fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. make a big, giant, golden calf. 
Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, it'll work out this time. <laughs> it'll work out this time. Okay. All right. My first question. $10 billion? Are you guys sure? I think it's worth a lot more. Yeah, it's worth a lot more. I How mean, let's infer what's in there. We know that we know that there's a bunch of suits of armors and a bunch of sarcophagi and the original scrolls from the um, uh, the library at Alexandretta, which is probably like fucking worth $10 billion on its own. Uh, I'm assuming that the Ark of the Covenant's in there. I'm also assuming that the Holy Grail's in there and also my car keys. Um, so pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's all supposed to be all the best stuff. So if the Grail's in there then, to go along with your question, mm -hmm. do they hold a gala for people and they're like, for X amount of dollars, you can drink out of the, it turns into an Indiana Jones thing, right? Where mm -hmm. you can drink out of the, the, uh, the Holy Grail if you can figure out which one it is. And it kills like half the donors. Or or they do that. And it, because there's no secret superpowers to the Holy Grail because Jesus wasn't the son of God. He was just a really smart and nice guy. Um, but uh, he, he, they have this whole thing and it, people are drinking out of the, uh, the Holy Grail. And the ghost of Ben Franklin is like... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Two chicks, one cup. <laughs> yep. Gross. Little uh, Benny Bukaki. <laughs> that is so gross. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys really paid your worth here. <laughs> Bunch of rich assholes. <laughs> Oh, his final revenge for fucking up this country. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Who else has got a question? Do you think that the uh, the sidekick guy. Riley. Riley. Mm -hmm. Do you think he spends all of his money on hookers and blow well, uh, like in the first year? And yeah, then he's like, because that's why he's bitching about why it's not enough money. Because he's like, do you know how much it costs me to keep Madonna as a mistress? A mistress? Um. No, Riley does not blow all of his money. It goes to his back to his family after he pays it after it goes to his uh, debt, his huge debt, um, because as we see him in the last shot, he is driving a uh, Ferrari uh, 360 Spider away that he bought with his money and uh, immediately out of frame. He wrapped it around a tree and died. I don't even know if he could get it going that fast. He doesn't have a hard time with a clutch. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just keeps buying clutches for his Ferrari, yeah. and that's where his money goes. Where does the map lead at the end? The map? She's like, I drew you a map. Oh, yeah. Is it a map to her butthole? I think, yeah, it's a map to it's a map to Bangtown. Either that or she's like, this is where the clitoris is. Like, <laughs> fucking pay attention, dick, because I'm tired of this crappy sex. She's like, the little man on the boat. Right. Oh my god, uh, it's like that, that's a really weird line because it, I I have nothing to assume, but like it's the map to your bedroom or the map to, you know, we're gonna do it. We're humping here. This is a, a joke for the parents, but it's kind of implied that they've been together for some time now in this big ass mansion. Well, we all know it takes at least a month to buy a house. Okay, so they couldn't go to a hotel. Hotel motel. So at least it's been at least a month. Yeah, but go bang. They've already banged. Is bang, my point. Bang, bang. <laughs> They've already banged. I don't so know. it's not a map to sexy town. It's like a map to the taco party in the backyard. 
Mm. Oh. I threw you a taco party because we're rich now. Or it's a map to the lawnmower because he's a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it shows a diagram of where the trash needs to go when it's full. <laughs> uh, Sam, you got any questions? Now that we've completed our journey, what do we truly know about the Knights Templar? Oh, my God. Uh they became Masons here in the United States, I mean, that's, that's, according to two movies, yeah, at least. At least. Um, they killed a lot of people mm-hmm. and stole their shit. And stole their shit. Uh, some of them had okay haircuts. And freed East Asia. Or yeah. freed the Far East-ish, sort of. So, I guess what I learned most about the Knights Templar out of these three movies is they stuck their fucking dicks in where they shouldn't have like repeatedly, that was that's, their whole mo. Yeah, that's why I got. That's why Franklin got the syphilis. Hmm. I, I mean, I'm I'm being figuratively. What they Franklin just, had syphilis? Right, he did. Uh, so did Einstein. Um. So, but I mean, like Hayden Christensen character goes and frees the Far East, sticking his dick in where he didn't belong. Uh, the Templar nation went and made the Illuminati. Uh, and and we don't even have fair elections anymore. They pick uh, and or never we never really did. We never had fucking democracy. Uh, and uh, now in this movie, uh, it's it's it, they're not as shitty as in Templar Nation because they do the exact same thing, but they hoard all of the knowledge of mankind for thousands of years for themselves. So they're bad. They're bad. Bad guys. That's what I learned. Anybody else want to charm in? No, I think that we've covered all of it. There's not a lot. It's not just not a lot there. It's it's odd that there's such a sort of fascination with them. And every and every time somebody tries to do something with them, it ends up making them look shitty. Like they suck. And and so now vicariously the Masons kind of suck. It's like no, you're you're fucking this like ooh this this weird mythological group legend up. It's like calling King Arthur a rapist. Like oh, isn't he cool? He went and raped a bunch of ladies. No, what the fuck? Robin Hood had sex with his sister. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't you blasphemize Robin Hood? I know that's what I'm saying. It's like, no, you guys are doing a bad job with mythological legends. Jesus Christ. So last question, out of the three Templar movies, which did we enjoy the most? Jackie, let's start with you. I'm going to go with Outcast. What? What? I like that one best. Huh. The haircuts were awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just fucking bullshit, and I liked it. Wow. Okay. Okay. That was a that was a one out of a three do on that movie. So that's that's a wild call, Sammy. Uh, definitely Templar Nation. Even yeah. though this is a lot of fun and it is kind of a head scratcher on like, or not really a head scratcher, but it's significant because of how much shit is stuffed into it. Mm-hmm. I'm also gonna go with Templar Nation. Uh, it's bad movie Hall of Fame territory. Uh, which leads me into uh, final recommendations for National Treasure. And I will start. I'm going to give it a dope. 
I didn't like it. I think if you've seen it before, there's nothing new here, guys. This was my first time actually even seeing it, and I still didn't like it the first time. It's just too much of everything Sam talked about in the beginning. Uh, it's it's all the stuff in movies that's none of it's good, like all that shit that I don't like. I didn't like this movie. Jackie. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a do because I think it's the most palatable Bruckheimer movie that there is. And that's true. if you, you got to watch at least one of them. Okay. Jackie, final recommendation. Oh, I'm going to give it a do. Okay. I, I thought the, the plot was written pretty well. I, I could kind of follow the clues. <laughs> not, Jackie. And uh, <clears throat> yes, it was stupid shit. I'm not disagreeing right. with you, but- Gotta the start clues, the podcast over, Sam, because apparently she wasn't paying attention. <laughs> the, the clues made sense to me and how they all connected together. And you know what? I, I had a good time. It was fun. Oh, you know what? We didn't circle back to Sean Bean. Why the fuck is Sean Bean involved? Like, at what point did Benjamin Franklin Gates, the greatest treasure hunter that's ever lived, look over and say, you know what? You seem like a guy that kills people. Uh, let's get involved in this. He needed money. And you don't even know anything about why did he need money? To buy a fucking rent a snow cat? Because his dad yeah, wouldn't he, give him any more. He didn't He's have... got a ten thousand fucking dollar watch on his hand. Sell that, rent a snow cat, go to Antarctica, you're on your own, you don't need Sean fucking Bean. The guy is inept and knows nothing about history or treasure hunting, and the only thing he managed to, to manages to do is get his ass arrested and have one of his own mans die. Sean Bean's character blows. So I, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bad villain. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that'll wrap up this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, next week, we are going to take uh, the weekend off. And then when we come back, we will have a new Corona sode where I will have the final tales of the Baywatch. Jackie will put together spookies. Uh, we'll have uh, some streaming do's and don'ts. Sam will do some take on of bullshit. And uh, we'll have some listener feedback. So that should be fun. So I think Wednesday of like mid-September, whenever that is, like the week of the 20th or something. Because we'll have fun, fun, fun till Jessica takes the T-Bird away. Okay. Uh, you've been drinking too much. Uh, have a great week, guys. Get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness and email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.